Welcome to Track Listing, the podcast where a musician, a comedian, and a painter review old soundtracks for some reason. This is Nick. This is Chris. And this is Caleb. And this week, I think we have a special Halloween edition from uh, a pick from Chris. Ooh, <laughs> that's right. Uh, I picked uh, 1985's Fright Night. Hey! Yeah! Ready uh, to get spooked. Chris has committed to doing the voice for the entire episode, so I hope you guys are ready for that. Famous vampire voice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nah, I'm sorry. I'll stop that immediately. This is um, uh, 1985. That's correct. A lot yeah. going on in 1985. That's the uh, introduction of the Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh, shit. That was my jam. Um, this is like a movie that I didn't see until later in life for whatever reason. And uh, I think for that reason, maybe it's not... I don't have the nostalgia for it that I have for similar movies. Yeah. Did you guys have the soundtrack or own this movie? I did not, but this uh, was definitely one of those blockbuster covers that stared at me for years until I finally oh, yeah. saw it. But I uh, rewatched it as if for the first time <laughs> because I didn't remember anything about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I knew anything about this movie or soundtrack. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. It's, it's a cult classic. It was the number two horror movie of that year that was only beat out by anyone? Anyone? 80, what? Nightmare 80? on Elm Street? Nightmare on Elm Street 2 ah, okay. beat it out in the box office that year. Gotcha. But, uh, <laughs> Let's jump into the soundtrack. Let's do it. Here's track one. This is the Jay Giles band with Fright Night. Happy Halloween, everyone. <laughs> okay, so have we talked? We've talked about Jay Giles' band on this podcast for some reason, and I couldn't figure out what soundtrack it was for. Weird Science, maybe? Maybe it was on Weird Science, but uh, I think I was. I, I started shitting on them, and Chris jumped into their, at their to their defense. I yeah. Don't know. <laughs> Angel is a centerfold. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're okay. They're I'm gonna okay, say not my kind of band. But if you're commissioning a band like a popular band to do a theme song for your movie called Fright Night, and it comes out like this, it's like that's a win. This is a good theme song to, for this movie. This yeah. is the last thing that they ever worked on as a band. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they made this single and then they quit. Just <laughs> kind of hilarious. Well, this soundtrack crushed it. This was like a big deal. I know they, they put it together and um, Tom Holland, the director, was a big fan of a lot of the people he put on this soundtrack, including the Jay Giles band. Jay Giles band. <laughs> and and they, were, they were so, in the interviews that I read, they were so happy with this song. Because, I mean, I guess it, you know, kind of climbed the top of the charts after this. Made a music video for it as well. It's really bad. The movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of those, is, like... I think it, it plays in, like, the closing credits, right? I yes. think this is, like, a little bit of a backwards soundtrack, but, uh... <laughs> I like the it's a most frightening night lyric. Are you ready for a most frightening night? It's like, oh. What's the sure. name of the movie? Fright Night? Okay, uh, scary night. Okay, write this down. Uh, fright Night. Fright, most frightening night. <laughs> I recently watched the uh, the Tom Petty like making the album documentary. I've been watching a lot of those on Amazon, and I didn't realize that I guess Jay Giles Band was crushing it when uh, like in the late seventies. And Tom Petty almost gave uh, "Don't Do Me Like That" 
to the Jay Giles band. Mm. He's like, I think they'd like it. Yeah, I think that'd be good for them. <laughs> and then his own band was like, no, like, please use that. It's a great song. And he's like, I don't know. Tom, it's, it's the Heartbreakers. And uh, we really want to do this song. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, okay, all right, you guys convinced me. And he did it and it was like the biggest head off of Damn the Torpedoes. Oh, man. It's great. Is that the classic album series that's on Netflix now? That's what it is, yeah. yeah. Those are awesome. They're, oh, they're so good. Yeah. I gotta, I'll check out the Jay Giles Band episode that they have. They have one, right? <laughs> Love stinks. <laughs> <Lenny>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to hear some track too? Yeah, let's Please. do it. This is Autograph with You Can't Hide from the Beast Inside. You can't When I was growing up, people used to call this uh, either hair metal or butt rock. It's of a time and I don't like it. It's funny. <laughs> we should talk a little bit about this soundtrack is only 10 tracks long. By my accounts, like maybe half of the songs all take place in pretty much one scene. Yep. And this, I think this is one of those tracks. There's a four song sweep back to back in the nightclub. I think it might be five because I think that there's a song playing outside of the nightclub when they're running into it. Or I something. looked into that. It's the same song. So oh, it's, okay, it plays okay. this. Uh, there was a song playing outside and then when they enter the nightclub, it starts again. But it's the same song. <laughs> um, Not this song. This yeah. song you can only find on this soundtrack you can't find it anywhere else you <laughs> never released it anywhere oh really yeah this is brought to the producer uh and director i guess tom holland by an intern uh named mike lee who was like oh autograph you guys gotta get this band on they loved it <laughs> they mm-hmm. put it in the movie and then that intern mike lee ended up becoming the head of the music department for disney Oh, wow. Yeah, Michael Lee. Look him up. He's a big deal. Uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a little bit difficult talking about the film just because if you listen to the podcast, you know that we're a big fan of a chronological soundtrack, and this one's kind of all over the place. I do like the setup of this film is it's kind of like a rear window meets, I guess, Bram Stoker's Dracula. And uh, it's pretty, it's pretty fun. I like some of the performances and I don't like some of the other performances. <laughs> what would you do if you found out that your neighbor was a vampire? Right, right. Uh, that, not any of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that... <laughs> Too much. And one, one of my, I guess, criticisms of the film or one thing that I was disappointed by is how quickly he like... There should be like a buildup of suspense like rear window it's like you should like be investigating for a while before the even the vampire realizes that there's some kid next door but it's like he immediately first night he sees like, this guy carrying a coffin and yeah like, is that a vampire and then the vampire sees him and then it's just kind of on and then he like accuses them the next day the majority of this movie is no one believing the main character and that's the most frustrating part of any movie. boy who cried vampire man classic tale and it's like an hour and a half of that and then 10 minutes of like oh i guess he is a vampire <laughs> like, no one believes him until like the very end of the movie oh it's so frustrating yeah so i would not uh have made those choices in the script <laughs> there's a lot of like 
you know like in the first at the end of the first act like chris sarandon is in the main character's bedroom just like being like i'm gonna fucking kill you yeah. <laughs> it's like okay well we're already here <laughs> like the mom will not believe him the police will not believe him his girlfriend and you know evil ed take years to get on board with this this movie is insane yeah oh, man <laughs> if you're a fan of uh movies where the main character isn't believed uh then tune in next week because we got another one for you but uh <laughs> Nick, what do we get? What is, what's the next track? Let's hear some of track three. This is Ian Hunter with Good Man and a Bad Time. That's uh, Ian Hunter from Mott the Hoople, which is a band that I like quite a bit, kind of a British glam rock band. That melody in that song kind of sounds like it's lifted from like Girls on Film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a yeah. tad. Well, I feel like it's, it highlights something that I talk about all the time, the kind of traumatic shift from 70s rock star to like 80s rock star and how poorly everybody handled it of trying to like adapt to the new sounds of the 80s. Because yeah. this is a garbage song. I think this was uh, a song that was written for the movie. It may have been released somewhere else, but I heard um, Mark McGrath on some show recently <laughs> talking about, uh, you know, Sugar Ray, I guess, had a lot of uh, music and soundtracks that we somehow haven't gotten to yet. Mm-hmm. But um, he was kind of sharing the sentiment of any time a band had a song that ended up on a soundtrack, it's one that the label didn't want. Yeah. Mm. So he's like, soundtracks are just this big collection of unwanted songs. B sides like, that. Yeah, yeah that makes sometimes a lot of sense. it's true. But yeah, this but, is uh, part of that four song sweep. Uh, when yeah, <laughs> we should we should mention <laughs> the vampire is named Jerry Dandridge. <laughs> Jerry. Yeah, Jerry Dandridge. Jerry Dandridge, the vampire. You heard that right? Enters the club and just you know, there's like a money shot of him just like looking over a veranda or looking over him like, trying to look sexy is like maybe one of the scariest <laughs> things in. The actual movie yeah if you're not familiar with chris sarandon it's also um the guy from the princess bride yeah. um, <laughs> i i like chris sarandon he's a very handsome man yeah. he was uh susan sarandon's husband mm-hmm. that's where she gets her sarandon from and then uh she was just like she stuck with that last name for like decades of her career she's a much more famous person than chris sarandon <laughs> absolutely i always found that kind of bizarre hey, yeah. didn't you hang out with susan sarandon once I did uh, meet Susan Sarandon at a party one time in uh, Williamsburg. Yeah. Yeah, she was really cool. She was talking about uh, Biden for like a half hour, and um, we smoked weed together. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. <laughs> and then cool she uh, she disappeared with her like 30-year-old boyfriend. The the ping pong guy, right? <laughs> I don't know, but There's that the... sounds that sounds appropriate. <laughs> there was, she was dating some young uh, ping pong enthusiast, and they were opening up ping pong clubs in New York. I oh, that. yeah. I think I saw that on Shark Tank. <laughs> ping pong clubs? Yeah, yeah, there's uh-huh. ping pong clubs. <laughs> it's a bad move, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is during that um, the Jerry Dandridge intro um, in the club scene. And then later, he'll end up fighting all the bouncers and um, Charlie as well, Charlie Brewster. 
Oh yeah, some of these fight scenes in this movie are just like pure 80s editing. Well, it's like a lot of like grab by the neck and lift and throw. Yeah. <laughs> just such like the look how strong I am move. Right, which is something we've talked about in uh, some of the other vampire things we've covered. But vampires, I guess, have superhuman strength for some reason. Oh, yeah. yeah. We got we to gotta nail down what the uh, the rules of the vampires are in this world. They well, always yeah, like to party. Squishy. They always like to go to dance parties. That's a big thing, too. Yeah. Well, yeah. Vampires love dancing. They're yeah. creatures of the night. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I have like a bone to pick when it comes to this club scene, which uh, I guess <laughs> I could probably save to later because I think all these songs happen in the club. But uh, so I think the entire plot of the film is how the nobody will believe the main character that Jerry is a vampire. And Jerry is like very like cannily, like, you know, covering up for his vampireness and whatever. He's killing all these hookers next door. <laughs> yeah. Nonstop murdering yeah, hookers. Why, why isn't it always hookers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the way everybody does it, I guess. Uh, but uh, then it's the club scene where he he's like following them and it's like oh god and he comes in he's like he's slick he's in a club he's blending in and then kind of for no reason he just starts attacking people with superhuman power and it's i feel like everybody should like this guy's a vampire obviously yeah that poor bouncer man <laughs> both of them both yeah. of them <laughs> fucking jerry blew his cover in front of like a hundred people yeah it doesn't seem like he's in that much hiding either <laughs> like Day one, he's moving in coffins to his place and like blacking out the windows. <laughs> well, well, we'll get more into it as the soundtrack goes. Let's see on. if this next song is also part of the, uh, the club suite. This is a uh, track four. This is April Wine with Rock Myself to Sleep. I think this might be the closest thing we have to kind of a pre-existing hit that was included in, I mean, I don't want to say hit, but this I think is probably written for the movie, but... Or was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, written for the movie. I didn't really know April Wine, but I went back and listened to some of their music and like some of it's actually pretty good. <laughs> Huge in Canada. Huge <laughs> in Canada. Okay. Yeah, they're a big like Canadian Nova Scotia band. <laughs> One of those big Nova Scotia bands. You know, you know the bands. <laughs> but yeah, they kind of have like a Bachman Turner Overdrive sound. Had a lot of success in the 70s and then maybe couldn't quite hack it in the 80s. I guess they still, probably had some uh, Still active. 80s, but yeah. To, to this day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I looked them up and they had like a tour date sort of thing. They're like, ah, postponed, but hey, we're coming back, baby. <laughs> This song was playing, I think, earlier when they were in a burger joint. It was in the burger, the burger humiliation scene. <laughs> yeah. Well, we should say that the female lead in this is, what is the actress's name? She's most famous. Amanda Burse. Amanda Burse as the uptight uh, neighbor in... Uh, married with children. Married with children. It's, it's Marcy. It's Marcy. It's Marcy, the the nagging shrew neighbor. Oh, I, yeah, I, th- I think I read that uh, when they were trying to work out the sequel, she was uh, busy doing that show and yeah. like couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah, I think it was the second one. They tried to get everybody and nobody. <laughs> yeah, Sarandon was busy doing something else too. Yeah. Yeah. They couldn't okay. even get the the kid. What is it? William Ragsdale, who I, I, I don't know him at all. I don't think he's been in too much, but he's good in this, I guess. So first of all, these teenagers are all in their 20s. But also, this is a time when teenagers had uh, like mom and dad haircuts. 
The, the cut. Yeah. Yeah. She's had the cut for decades. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's uh, very true. But yeah, they try to do the, like the Bram Stoker's Dracula thing where she like looks like the reincarnation of Jerry's <laughs> old wife. Yeah. Which was Chris Sarandon's idea. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder like, where he got that idea I, from. <laughs> Thin air. It just came to me. It just came <laughs> to me. Top of the <laughs> noggin. <laughs> yeah. That was, I think some of the, uh, the news reporting in this is really funny. If you listen to it's like. A body was found by the old train tracks. <laughs> like, yeah. A body was found near the quarry. <laughs> like, say like an actual name. Not like, is this like local town news? Like, you know, behind the Anderson's house. <laughs> body? Probably a prostitute. Like, Shh. <laughs> I mean, come on. We don't want to say local anything. Local news, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, he's trying to convince Amanda, or he, I guess... She comes in and is apologizing for how it all shook out the night before when she wouldn't believe him about the coffin. And you know, he was trying to get to third base or something, and she stopped him. And then she's coming to apologize. And then he's like, shut up. Look at the news. And then she smashes a burger in his face. Ah, oh, man. Yeah. Never happened to you guys? You ever been humiliated? <laughs> the burger? No. I you know, so. I don't think, yeah. Burger frustration? Have you guys ever had like a drink thrown in your face? I was thinking about that. Um, no, I don't think I have. I don't think I have. I've done it to somebody else. Uh, oh, really? It was a woman. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> it was like a middle school dispute, and I did the thing where you like tap the bottom of their glass so they like, they splash themselves. The bully. I, I, I would okay. I will say, somebody was making fun of Race for the Cure and breast cancer, and uh-huh. at the time in eighth grade, I was like, that didn't really sit well with me. <laughs> and then I was like, dude, come on! And he was like, shut up! And I was like, and I just tapped him, <laughs> and like getting like spilling a drink on yourself or having a drink thrown in your face. There's very little recourse. And then your night is ruined or your day is ruined because you're just like a little sticky. You're sticky and gross. It's it's a really good thing to do. So we got to bring it back. Track five. Let's do, do it. it. This is Devo with Let's Talk. You didn't see me. You didn't answer. I was invisible to your touch. I tried to tell you I think the same might be true for this. This was corralled for the movie and probably didn't make it onto a uh, Devo album, but it's got that unmistakable uh, Devo kind of march. <laughs> Robot vampire, <laughs> let's talk. <laughs> We've had Mark Mothersbaugh pop up uh, quite a few times on the yeah. podcast. Yeah, and, probably about uh, 25% of every episode. Yeah, man. <laughs> A lot of music out there in the ether because of uh, Mark. And he's got that cool music studio in L.A. that's like it looks like it, it's inside of an old um, basketball stadium. And it's uh, it's just a big circular studio. But uh, one of the ways that he stays inspired is he'll just if he runs out of an idea, he'll just start walking in a circle around the <laughs> building and just be like, I'm going to go in this room for a little while and try to make something in here and then go to this room. Some people so, are big on that movement thing. Yeah, he's always moving around. Conan O'Brien apparently is a big pacer. Yeah, big pacer. And then, you know, out comes the Rugrats theme song. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty amazing. Um, Gary Getzman, who we'll hear a little bit from later on, mm-hmm. um, is really good friends with David Byrne. 
from oh. uh, Talking Heads. He ended up producing Stop Making Sense and a lot of other did a lot of music with him. Mm-hmm. And David Byrne was like, "Oh, you guys, I've read the script, and Devo would be great for this." <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so funny. Like, I read the script. And I got a ba- Do I have the band for you? <laughs> like, why do bands shouldn't care about what the script is like at all? Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, so they, de- I guess, Devo demoed a bunch of songs, and this is the one they went with. I'm kind of like at, right now. I think we have two, like three spooky songs and two non-spooky songs, and I'm kind of, I'm hoping that it picks it up again because I, I will forgive a bad song if it's a bad Halloween song. Yeah. If it's scary. <laughs> if it scares Caleb me. Caleb just wants to be scared. <laughs> I think it, what year was this again? 85? 85. So Thriller had already come out or had just come out? Oh, yeah. We should say one of the characters in this movie is basically Vincent Price. Yeah. And I, th- I think they actually pitched it to Vincent Price and he was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he would have been too old at this point. Um, yeah, maybe. You're talking about Roddy McDowell. Yeah, Roddy. Uh, is the, uh, he's Peter Vincent. Who's, Peter Vincent. That's something that I do miss about like old TV was there was like, um, you know, they had like a cartoon block and then like a scary movie block. And then they have like a host that sort of was like would introduce the cartoons or like introduce these scary movies. And Vincent Price definitely did that. Yeah. It's clear that this Peter Vincent character who's a vampire hunter and killer was also like, I guess, just a, a local movie guy (laughs) i like to think that you know like the classic vampire affectation is basically it was just bad acting because all those like like the low budget vampire movies they would just hire like these like hammy like shakespearean actors and just come in like this (laughs) it's good yeah a bastardized like shakespearean accent should we see if uh, track six is a little spooky let's do it this is Sparks with Armies of the Night. It takes a special kind of thrill to stand out in this day and age. Everybody looks so good and everyone is good in bed. The armies of the night are coming, they're coming. It's kind of funny. This uh, this track is from Sparks' album called Music You Can Dance To. Which I think it's kind of a fun, like you can. Yeah. But like, should you? I don't know about this one. Sparks is a weird a band that I've never quite got a handle on. They're kind of maybe halfway between like Devo and Roxy Music. They've been around forever. Yeah, they did. The, they have one album that was produced by Giorgio Moroder, I think called Number One in Heaven, that I actually really, really like. And I have a copy of that. Yeah, I think they're still active, too. Yeah, I think that Edgar Wright is like was working on like a concert film for them, which made me I always kind of felt that they were British because they were just like eccentric and and whatever but uh, i think they're from la are they not british no they're not british <laughs> man <laughs> i mean I don't you guys think that's a uh, spooky track at all yes. yeah are you scared I, yes this is a spooky a track little, yeah i got goosebumps armies of the night sexy fucking people yeah they're what did all, you say everyone's all, good and everyone's bad. good and bad <laughs> interesting what? this is yeah. uh presaging like the interview with a vampire vampires it's like <laughs> good looking tom cruises <laughs> I wouldn't say this is a good song, but I, I get into it because it's spooky. And it's Halloween. I mean, I'm scared. 
<laughs> I'm certainly frightened of this night. I feel like we probably ran into a situation where there was a certain amount of like uh, soundtrack wrangling that happened before the film was completed because it was all like jammed into about uh, 15 minutes. I think there was this epic club shot and they wanted to have music to the whole club shot. Because that club scene is about 30 minutes of the movie. Yeah. And they wanted to have like continuous music. And a lot of this music is diegetic in the film, which is interesting. We'll we'll encounter a bit more of that. You know, we heard the song in the burger joint. Uh, we're going to hear a song um, that was also diegetic. But all of this, we could all hear. So, I don't know. Maybe there's David Shackler was the music supervisor on this and... It was his little baby, I guess. So. His little passion project. His little passion project. <laughs> yeah. Try to get him on the horn. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're actually about halfway through this little shorty. Oh, nice. Ooh, time for a break? Yeah, should we do some trick-or-treating and come back? Yeah, yeah I'm probably. down. Uh, at the end of the episode, we are going to add a track to the Tracklisting Spotify playlist, our favorite uh, rhyming song. Song with a rhyming title. In honor of Fright Night. And then uh, I have a game for you after the break. Ooh, I better be spooked. Spooky. uh, It's pretty spooky. (laughs) (laughs) All right, stick with us. Hey everybody, thank you for listening to the Tracklisting Podcast. We want to hear from you. So if you've got a soundtrack recommendation, a suggestion, a review... Uh, Did I mispronounce something? Or uh, if you just want to hurl insults at us, or you just want to say, hey, uh, please reach out to us. You can find us on Instagram at tracklistingpodcast, Twitter at tracklistingpod, or email us tracklistingpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy listening to the podcast, uh, why don't you tell a friend that you think might enjoy it as well? Uh, Or maybe tell two. Yeah. And they tell two friends. And they they tell two two friends. friends. And they (laughs) tell two friends. That's how you start a movement. (laughs) And also, uh, if you like the recommendations we've got, uh, you can check out our official track listing playlist on Spotify. Yeah, tell tell people about the the playlist on Spotify, and then they'll tell two friends. And and they'll they'll tell two friends. friends. (laughs) (laughs) We love y'all. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Welcome back to a very spooky soundtrack of Fright Night. But before we get back, we do have a game prepared. I can't do this voice for too long. Uh, I think uh, Caleb has a uh, game prepared for us this uh, spooky evening. <laughs> Thank you, Nikki. Yeah, in honor of uh, the Halloween season and Fright Night, I put together a very spooktacular version of uh, Caleb's Dollar Dash. All right. Real money's on the table. Real mm. money. So uh, an extra treat to go along with the trick. I'm going to give $1 for every artist that's correct and $2 for every <gasps> song. So these are 10 songs I'm going to play for you, and they're going to connect kind of before and after Jeopardy style. It's a phonetic thing. So you can try to, you have to guess what the next song is going to be. So unless you guys want to pre-guess, any pre-guesses? Halloween. Halloween themed? Michael Jackson thriller? Yeah, let's go with that. Okay. Thriller by Michael Jackson. Let's hear song number one. All right, that's yeah. uh, R.E.M. Orange Crush. Orange, Orange Crush uh, yes, from a very contentious game that we played <laughs> a couple months ago, I think. <laughs> I used it as a clue in Supergroup. Uh, yeah, was that was the ingredients of what's in a margarita? Yeah, what's in a margarita? <laughs> Like orange juice <laughs> or triple sack Just orange. orange crush. <laughs> I mean, all right, fans, <laughs> right, right. listeners. So okay. REM, orange crush. 
Uh, you guys have the first clue. What do you think for a second song? Orange Crush Show Crush Show <laughs> Showtime. <laughs> something show. Uh, something. I don't think I have anything. I don't think I have anything yet, but because we'll we'll have to find what they all have, what the connection is. No, I'm going to be upfront. This is a phonetic connection. This is song into uh, artist. Okay, but in the past, it's been like one, two, three, four. Yeah, this one is not that. This this is phonetic. So all it is is phonetic. This is before and after. This could be orange crush limelight rush limelight. Okay, yeah, let's go with that. All right, here's uh, clue two. That was Usher and Alicia Keys with My, my boo. boo. So that is uh, Orange, Orange Crusher. Crusher. My Boo. Boo. Orange, Orange Crusher. Crusher. Okay, so we got to find the who's the artist. My Boo. Ooh. Bootsy Collins, maybe? Like that. Yeah. My Bootsy Collins. Um, what's the song by Bootsy Collins? Ooh, I can only think of Parliament songs. Uh, booty booty band <laughs> um, <laughs> boom town rats um boom 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 let's just go with uh bootsy collins and we don't know the, some song by bootsy collins get a dollar from the all right so uh track three late one night when my eyes and Four monsters from his slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise That was Bootsy Collins oh. and Buckethead But I'll give you guys a point for that Okay uh, With their version of Monster, Monster Mash <laughs> Alright God it Came out last year <laughs> It came out last year Yeah, yeah That song that oh, sounds man. like it was from 1983. Came out last year. Those guys are good. They're Bootsy. doing it the old school way. God, <laughs> do it with tape. Gross cash grab. Old school stuff. <laughs> man, but has Buckethead's identity been revealed yet? Do we know who Buckethead is? I think it was Slash, right? Wasn't it just Slash? No, no, yeah, it's just it's Slash. His hands are too big. <laughs> just too ashamed to to go back to Guns and Roses. Listeners, right in. I think they did find out who Buckethead actually is, yeah. and it was not Paul Gilbert, who a lot of people thought it was. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Bootsy Collins, hey. Monster Mash. You guys just banked a dollar. Congratulations! Nice. Thank you, Mash. Mash. Ashley. Um, sure. Yeah. Any Ashleys? Okay, so there's been everything's like Halloweeny, orange, orange crush, and what's the, what was the second one? My boo by uh, uh, sure. Orange Crusher. My boo, uh, C <laughs> Collins, Monster Mash. Yeah, I like Ashley. Something maybe Ashley, Ashley Simpson. Did she have a? Um, was boots made? These boots are made for walking. No, that was, that was uh, Jessica. Jessica Simpson. Yeah, Ashley Tisdale, or just S H Shanana. Yeah, let's do Shanana. <laughs> Mash Shanana. Some song by Shanana. <laughs> Some two up garbage by Shanana. Yeah, all right. All right, let's hear number four, track four. Uh, 
was Ashley Simpson. Simpson. It was. God damn it. Uh, with Pieces of Me. Pieces of Me. Of me. Terrifying song. Okay. Well, like Pieces of Candy. It's all Halloween, guys. <laughs> pieces of pieces Me. Pieces of Me. Ah, should have gone with that first instinct. I well, thought I thought Caleb had better taste than that. But. Monster Mashley Simpson. Monster Mashley Simpson. It's <laughs> my stage name. Backing band from Maryland, man. <laughs> Mashley <laughs> Simpson. Monster Mashley Simpson. Um, pieces of okay. Me. Pieces of Me. What band starts with me? E- Mielo. Yeah. Ashley Simpson pieces of Mielo. Like oh, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then maybe Evil Woman. Let's do it. I like that. Mielo, Evil, evil Woman. woman. Yeah. All right, let's hear yeah, track five. Clue five. Everyone's favorite. That's of course a meatloaf, meatloaf. with bad out of hell. Bad out of hell, yeah, that Piece, makes more sense. Pieces of meatloaf. Pieces of meatloaf. <laughs> yum bad yum out yum. Of hell. This game is pretty terrifying. <laughs> uh, we're looking for uh, clue number six now. Bad out of Helton John. Helton John. I like that. Uh, what's his spookiest song? <laughs> oh, man. Candle in the wind. Yeah. Um, it's a spooky oh. time for the UK. <laughs> yeah, wow. Very apropos. Uh, any any other ideas? Bad out of hell. Is there a band like a band that starts with E L, like L something? E L O again. Yeah, bad out of hell. No, I would have. I would have thrown a fit. I like bad out of Elton John. Let's yeah. Let's try Elton John. Candle in the wind. Sure. All right. Let's hear track number six. Halloweeny for candles. There we go. Crocodile Rock. I always, I think this is uh, maybe a spookiest song. Yeah. Maybe it's just because it's one of my least favorite Elton John songs. <laughs> you know how everybody like changes their Twitter names to something spooky for Halloween? Yeah. I feel like I'm stumbling across a lot of really good ones tonight. Elton John. We got to earmark that. That's really good. Monster Mashley Simpson. Monster Mashley Simpson. <laughs> Great ideas. Uh, something with rock. October Sky. Uh, uh, rock. I mean, what's rock? Bands that start with rock. Rocket. Yeah. Rocket? Rocket? That's not a band. Oh, probably. It's a Herbie Hancock, an unfortunate Herbie Hancock song. <laughs> Fortunate, <laughs> right? Um, Down up with nothing. I don't yeah, know. I think I'm stumped on that one. Goose egg. Let's hit it. All right. Let's hear track number seven. It's Rockwell. 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 Somebody's watching me. Uh, Somebody's watching me. God. Somebody's watching me. Hello. Yeah. Crocodile Rockwell. <laughs> uh, Rockwell, of course, he was, wasn't he Barry Gordy's cousin or nephew or something? Something like I that. I still maintain that that song right? is by the Jacksons. Well, that well, is Michael Jackson singing the chorus. He sings okay. the, yeah. I think it may be uncredited. But okay. he, he does not appear in the music video. Yeah. Right. He's not like, yeah, he's not, un, he's not was, credited. Yeah, for growing up, I was always like, this guy sounds so much like Michael Jackson. <laughs> and and then, the songwriting <laughs> style, too. It's just, yeah. Yeah, and then it gets to his part. He's like, I'm afraid to wash my hair. <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> Very scary. Yeah. All right, somebody's so, watching me. Somebody's watching me. Again, 
Yeah, we can try meow. We can try meow this time. We can try me meow. Meerkat. Meerkat. <laughs> um, meet the Fockers. Meet the Fockers. Two. Two. You two. <laughs> you two. Um, <laughs> Uh, let's. I'm down to do. I, maybe I should have been more explicit about the rules of the game. <laughs> yeah, We're mixing try, it up. Let's try Mielo, and that's the last time we try. Do we want to say Evil Woman? Yes. Okay. All right. Let's hear track try it again. eight. Clue eight. Saw you last night, but did it all day. Yeah, a lot of murk coming in a hard way. But got a sticky and I keep it at my doll's place. Girl, I left it, love it, magic, not saw shade. Still going bad on you anyway. That is uh, Meek Mill. Oh, Meek Mill. Meek Mill with Drake uh, going bad. What's the other um, Migus? Oh, the Migos? Migos. (laughs) Migos. Oh, Migos. Great breakfast food. What's What's that that? band name? Migos or something? (laughs) God, I'm a million years old. Meek Uh, Mill. Giant song. Giant song. Great breakfast item. I really like that song, actually. Going bad. Going bad. Meek Mill going bad. Somebody's watching Meek Mill. Somebody's watching Meek Mill going bad. There's bad, bad company? company, but that's not really phonetic, I guess. It's more of like, mm-hmm. it'd be like ad something. Ad rock? Um, bad. I guess we could do bad company. I think, think that works, but even though it's a full word. I wish they had like a spooky song. Yeah. There's that song from Wayne's World 2 where Christopher Walken's dancing with Tia Carreri and just gives Mike Myers like the, yeah, man, <laughs> dance with your girlfriend. Yeah. Just um, back. Yeah. Let's go bad company. I don't know. Nothing else is coming. Nothing else is jumping out at me, but... I think this is Clue 9. Yeah. Clue 9. Do you guys have a song? They have a song called Bad Company, and they're Bad Company. It's on the album Bad Company. Uh, Let's do that one. um, Can't Get Enough of Your Love is the one from Wayne's World. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And then we got some Love You. Yeah, we got some some phonetic stuff. All right, let's hear track nine. That is, of course, Bad, bad company, company with Bad Company. <laughs> from bad, bad Company. company. <laughs> That's uh, Paul Rogers. And uh, Bad Company was one of the first bands that uh, was signed to uh, Zeppelin's Swan Song label nice. that we talked about in our Phantom of the Paradise episode that yeah, they ripped baby. off in that movie. Yeah. What did they call the label? It was like Dead Bird Records or something. <laughs> it was like Mr. Swan. Mr. Swan, Swan Records. No, it, was, uh, it was like Death Records, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Death Records, but it was The Swan. logo of yeah. the Swan yeah, song. It's the same thing. A lot of right. lawsuits there. You guys got $3 in the bank. All right. And one more chance bad? to win some money. So Bad Company, company. by Bad Company. So company. Neo. Neo. Nelly Furtado. Neo? Neo. Neo. Yeah. A sexy love by Neo, or or like flashing lights or something, right? Bad company, Neo. Bad company. E. Easy. Easy E. Yeah. Uh, Bad company. Easy E. Neo. I like Neo. Was it flashing lights? Was that Neo? Or was that Kanye? Yeah, that was Kanye. Some song by Neo. Sexy love by Neo. I'm, I'll lock it in. Okay. All right. Let's hear the last track. Here we are, Clue 10. I put a spell on you. Cause you're mine. 
Screaming Jay Hawkins? No, why, is, uh, why, is, why is her name escaping me? Nina Simone. Nina, Nina Simone. Simone. With oh her God. cover yeah. of Screaming Jay Hawkins. Yeah, yeah. Put a spell on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah! All right, $3. Okay. I'll so, give you guys an extra dollar so I can split it evenly. If one of you can name the entire, if you can do the entire thing. I do have it written down in front of me. All right, okay. Chris has to do it. So it's up to me. I mean, I'm telling you right now, no, I can't. But um, I'll I'll help you out along start, the way. Give me the start, and let me see if I can do it. Uh, <laughs> you want know the first song? I'm blanking. It was, uh, blanking. It was so long ago. Starting with a REM. REM, Orange Crusher, My Boo, uh, uh, Boo... Loney Sandwich no uh Bootsy Bootsy Collins and uh, can I give you this money? No. Monster <laughs> Mash Lee, Lee Simpson. Simpson pieces of meat loaf bad out of Helton John Crocodile Rock Well Rockwell <laughs> uh somebody's watching Meat Lo no Meek Meek Mills, Mills. Uh, uh, I'm bad. Going, it going bad, bad company, company, bad company. Simone, put a spell on you. Where's my dog? <laughs> Give me that dog. Hey, I guys. did it. Thanks for playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Oh, that was yeah. tough. You did all right. I. You guys <laughs> Very did, spooky. It's a ghost alarm going off. <laughs> you did better than I feared. You did, and worse than I hoped. <laughs> I can't believe someone's actually made a video on YouTube of like one of those shaking ghost toys and just like <laughs> yeah. put it on YouTube. Oh man, pretty oh, amazing. Noise. Caleb's whipping out the cash. He just giving straight cash. Three dollars. You guys Split can it. fight Even. over the third one. I'll mm. share a piece of pepperoni with yeah, you. Sure. Yeah. Put it towards the pizza fun. All right. Thank you very much, Caleb. Thank that you, was, Caleb. Uh, hey, it's extremely game. spooky. Thanks for playing. Very spooky game. We do have to get back to the Fright Night soundtrack. We're coming back in on track seven. This is Evelyn Champagne King with Give It Up. Champagne King. This might be the first time we've talked about her on the podcast, but uh, she's a pretty awesome singer, songwriter, disco musician. Mm-hmm. Songs have been sampled quite a bit, and uh, her two big songs are Love Come Down and Shame, which are both songs I listen to pretty regularly. They're great songs. It's, it's yeah. a great era of disco, I think. So good. But. And uh, I'm reading here that one of the producers for that song is uh, Fred McFarlane, and uh, maybe as a relation to uh, Billy McFarlane. Maybe yeah, Fire Festival. Seth McFarlane? <laughs> Apparently, Billy McFarlane is doing a, a podcast from prison now. Oh, good so for him. I just saw that in the news today. And uh, so I bet somehow he's going to scam people <laughs> yeah. through the podcast. Here's how it happens. You pay me to listen to the podcast, and it appears on your iTunes like weeks later. <laughs> just pay me up front, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, love Evelyn. Great, uh great musician and uh you know when this is playing in the movie in the club (laughs) (laughs) we're still in the club suite but this is the sensual uh marcy jerry dandridge dance (laughs) 
<laughs> Which is a lot of <laughs> very uncomfortable. There's a lot of continuity errors in the dance. Her hair is constantly changing. Uh, she has a jacket on at one point. She doesn't have a jacket on at another point. And then he's just like going in for the bite like several times. And she's like, stop. <laughs> and they just keep dancing. <laughs> it's so bizarre. It's so weird. But she's this old creepy vampire. I guess it's like, okay, vampire rules in this one. They have hypnosis. Seemingly. Like Jerry Dandridge might have yeah. hypnosis like the cop. He might some have some of it. Maybe the mom. The mom, maybe. He can also lock doors at will. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of interesting. Vampire telekinesis. He can fly and disappear. Mm-hmm. He turns into a bat. What is what's the the friend's name? I'm gonna say uh, evil. What is it? Oh, there's evil Ed. So Same evil Ed. Evil Ed. Is he is he I the kid it. that's like uh, vampires aren't real? You fruitcake. I, that guy's acting choices in this. Like, so, hey, hey, I'm not the one feeling math. <laughs> it's so, it's so, so over the top. So crazy. Uh, but when he gets turned into a vampire, he turns into a, a dog. A dog? It's Which is, oh, I think, we're, uh, we're in Bram wolf. Stoker, there, there's like sometimes the the vampire, is, sometimes Dracula is a wolf, sometimes no, He a oscillates bat. between a lot of different like things. It's, it's kind of unsettling. <laughs> we should talk about when uh, Evil Ed gets killed and then immediately turns back into the underage naked boy <laughs> uh, that's just in somebody's house now. <laughs> so like, you know, you got you got a problem on your hands. If you got a, uh, you know, a 16-year-old naked dead boy in your home and you're like, he was a vampire, I swear. <laughs> there's like in 80s vampire movies, there's so there's so much of like a main character just like falling on something and creating a pile of like sharpened stakes. Yeah. And just kind of like holding them and then like the vampire kind of like slowly running and then the main character kind of like. Yeah, he's like impaled uh, with like a banister. Yeah, in the yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It's like, uh, I liked it better in, in Lost Boys when there was the giant stakes that the grandpa has been, like, making a fence with. Ah, Lost Boys. <laughs> Lost Boys is great. So, <laughs> I like this song. It's like a little bit, it's kind of a mixture of late-era disco and, like, a uh, Karate Kid, like, theme song type of... Yeah, I don't know if that's from another one of her albums, but it wasn't uh, a track that I, I don't think I've heard that before. No, it was made for this. Yeah, a lot of music made for the movie for this one. Yeah, they loved uh, they loved Evelyn King. Wanted to get a piece of her on the soundtrack too, mm-hmm. which is just great. Should we hear some of track eight? Let's do it. This is White Sister with "Save Me Tonight." This song just reminds me or makes me think that it's like they really wanted to get that Sister Christian song, Night Ranger, yeah, but couldn't afford it. But they're like, well, White Sister. White Sister. That's uh, kind of got the same song. <laughs> very similar production uh, elements going on there. I'm, I'm very cheesy. I'm imagining the world of 1984 when you could like look around in a group full of guys and be like, 
we could call ourselves a uh, white sister. White sister. White yeah. sister. Yeah. That's good, right? <laughs> sister That's appealing. <laughs> Twisted sister, sister Christian. We got uh, uh, white snake, uh, sister Christian. Ah, what about white sister? Nothing's cooler than your white sister. <laughs> okay, sister, sister. Is that even out on TV? Not no, yet. No, not yet. Sister act. But it will Too be. soon. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's interesting how certain horror movies gain cult. Uh, I've, I've been getting more into horror because I, I enjoy the aesthetic. And I'm like, you know what? There's been a lot of movies that I really haven't seen. I'm going to go back and watch maybe with fresh eyes. This maintains a pretty high rating that I found surprising on a rotten tomatoes. <laughs> I, I did like this 89, 72 or something yeah. like that. And Kelsey and I watched it together and we were like looking at each other at the end, like 89. Really? <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. I think, uh, I'll say two things. One is that it's a movie that's aiming for horror comedy in probably a time when that wasn't very common where there's a lot of like slapsticky moments and characters and mm-hmm. i think that maybe we take that for granted now because that's kind of like more of a prominent genre mm-hmm. it's funny I, I feel like people are probably going to see that we did an episode about fright night and want to listen to it and be like oh i love fright night it's like if i had seen it when i was a kid i would probably like it a lot more Horror's got a weird thing that it's very apologetic to bad acting and like <laughs> just a scene that is like funny sort of that like ruins the movie in a weird way. And you're like, and, and then if you ask a horror fan about it, they're like, yeah, because it's a parody of a previous horror th-, And you're like, okay, <laughs> but it's still bad. Like, why is that? Okay. I will say that the prosthetic work is pretty great. Yeah. There's definitely like some some shades of uh, American Werewolf in London. Oh, the and werewolf then, was pretty spooky. The London was cool, and then like later when uh, Marcy, I don't know what it, yeah. she's got like the crazy like big mouth. Yeah, that's like pretty terrifying. There, there's some really good, um, yeah, I guess practical effects in this. Practical um, effects are when pretty the neighbor great. first turns into the vampire in the bedroom. That's also like pretty pretty intense. <laughs> yeah. But then he just has the ability to like turn it all off and just like, well, that was a best, I'm fine. I'm just a little uh, overheated. The best I'm just going to fly away now. It's like he hears for some reason, like the mom wakes up and, uh, and hearing that somehow like spooks the vampire and it just keeps doing the thing where it cuts back and forth. And every time it cuts back to Chris Sarandon, he's like a little less like monstery, mm-hmm. but still kind of like, mm. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah, and then was... he just like runs out of the door and flies out the window. <laughs> oh, I was just showing your son, uh, uh, something about the shelving. <laughs> yes. I do this every night with your son. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think the, the end battle in, um, in Jerry Dandridge's house, there's some pretty good special effects in there. The giant bat, sort of like this big bat, small bat. <laughs> oh yeah, all kinds of bats. I heard that there were. I think one of the bats, or there was some prosthetic, was a leftover from Ghostbusters because it was the same FX guy, oh, and he sense. had something that they got those Ghostbuster scraps. I think it was something that was like <laughs> deemed too frightening for Ghostbusters or something. Yeah. uh, check out fright night (laughs) they focus grouped it and now you're gonna scare the kids it's like we're gonna leave in the thing where uh where dan Aykroyd's getting a blowjob but we're gonna cut out that scary ghost (laughs) (laughs) what was this uh what was this movie rated for the uh listeners at home it's rated r rated r yeah there's there's some nudity in it and there's some Uh, um, yeah remember uh oh yeah top of the movie nudity top of the movie nudity you see some uh you see some stuff at the window too i guess but yeah. All right, Nikki, what do we got next? 
Coming in on track number nine, this is Fabulous Fontaines with Boppin' Tonight. Terrifying. <laughs> this is a uh, was is it the music producer? It was somebody put together. It's a fake band. Yeah. To record this one track. Uh, it's uh, uh, Gary Getzman, who we talked about just a second ago, and uh, Mike Pichirillo. Or oh, man, any of Pichirillo? this like anything that was was this was produced like for the film? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like anything that was made in the eighties that's made to kind of sound like an updated fifties rock and roll thing is like really really bad <laughs> so so this is playing in the car and when it's the, got like the little richard style yeah, piano yeah. thing when yeah. the main character rolls up and like uh, says hi to the first uh the first unfortunate prostitute <laughs> on her last night victim <laughs> yeah uh this is like playing in his car which i guess cements him as like a like a world-class goober yeah He's listening to like 50s stuff in his car. Can we talk about the main character? He's a, a young man. Charlie Brewster. By all accounts has no friends because he recruits, who you know, can only be described as an enemy. Evil Ed? <laughs> yeah, Evil no, Ed. Evil Ed's his friend. He's got a girlfriend that he won't fuck. <laughs> and he listens to music from the late 50s, early 60s. But if you think about it, it'd be like us listening to music from the 90s. Right we're, yeah, we're goobers. No. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, fair. Uh, he does have a but cool yeah, car. No one, no one believes him. Everyone gives him a hard time. He always wears a blazer everywhere he goes. <laughs> no, I mean, he is a goober, for sure. And he's obsessed with, like, the late night movie guy. <laughs> that's true, that's true. I guess maybe that's, like, the corollary that he's listening to old music and he's watching the old movies. But he has a fucking sick car. He's got a sick uh, early Apple computer setup. Jerry Danvers apparently fucks up his car, but you never see it. Dandridge. Dandridge, yeah, there was some Dandridge. 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 There's some like a uh, reference where he's like, I fucked up your car. And he's like, What? <laughs> all right, all right. It's like fucking worst neighbor <laughs> of all time. Which is also we haven't talked about the other neighbor, the uh the familiar. The familiar who's just some bro. Billy Cole. Like a carpenter. This carpenter guy. It's like I'm Jerry and this is my roommate. He's like, yeah. Hey <laughs> gotta get out of this town, man. <laughs> losing my mind no further questions this is my <laughs> associate and live-in business partner <laughs> yeah well, that guy okay i had questions about he was also a monster but not a vampire like he was like a a, a zombie type creature yeah, that I turned into green ooze when he was killed i think classically the familiar the familiar is usually a human being that like protects the vampire with the promise of being turned into a vampire because mm-hmm. it's like yeah, the vampire is vulnerable surprising. during the day yeah. But I think it was the whole, it was just a turn to make that scene. It was a jump scare, kind of, <laughs> even though it was a really slow jump scare of like, oh, he's just, first of all, they just shoot him, right? They shoot him in the face or yeah, something. Shoot him in the head. <laughs> he's not even really attacking them. He's like, you can't go in there. And they just put, pop him in the eye. <laughs> he, he was violent. He had violent <laughs> tendencies and he had exercised violent. <laughs> they shoot, they shoot the poor roommate in the head. And then I think maybe they were like, well. Maybe it's a little weird if they just like shoot some human guy in the in the brain and let him fall down the stairs. Yeah. So then he like pops up and he's 
like a skeleton covered in goo. Yeah, when he didn't doesn't die like a vampire, like, oh, gross. What the, <laughs> what the hell was that? I don't know. Let's get out of here. So the Fabulous Fontaines, this was, yeah, playing in, uh, in Charlie's car uh, when he sees the hooker. Um, mm. What? <laughs> Sex worker? <laughs> Sex worker. Sorry. It, she's credited in the movie as hooker. Oh, okay. I'm staying true to the Heidi, credits. Heidi Sorensen. True to the credits. I stand corrected. But uh, yeah, it was it was Gary Getzman and uh, Mike Picciarillo, and they you know came up with this. Like a, <laughs> In the interview I read, it was like, Mike probably played guitar, and Gary was probably on synth. I don't know. <laughs> like They made it up for it. <laughs> they made up that song. But if you watch the Amazon, um, the version on Amazon, it's credited as Rocky Craig, who uh, who did this song. Rocky Craig did um, okay. Boppin' Tonight. Okay. And then Rocky Craig's song is on Best of the Bops, uh, <laughs> Canadian, oh, Canadian no. bop hits that came out in 1991. Is this what it's like to play my game? Yeah. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> but there is no Rocky Craig. <laughs> No one can find any more Rocky Craig. So either they made that up and then just threw that song to a Canadian bop hits. Do you know how there's that? Uh, yeah, that's if, probably if what somebody's like a screenwriter and they don't want their name on a movie, the guild has to put in. There's like a fake name that goes in for the screenwriter. Yeah, it's um, Alan Smithy. Okay, maybe it's something like that. Something like that. But <laughs> they just Could made be. up a name and got some sort of revenue for it. Rocky Craig. I got sketchy stuff. One thing I do find funny in the first half of this film is kind of this series of like uh, of real like upbeat prostitutes that are just like, yeah, it's a pretty good situation. I got sexy Jerry, <laughs> just like like the windows closing and the guy's like, no, 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 no. It's like, yeah, it's not bad, right? <laughs> it's like a body was found down by the train yards. <laughs> As we are coming in on track number ten. Let's hear it. This is the uh, final track. This is Brad Fidel with Come to Me. Fidel. Plenty to say about this guy. Yeah, yeah. He's a uh, famous uh, film composer, probably most notable for working on uh, James Cameron's uh, first two Terminator movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think he got this job off the back of the first Terminator. I think you should probably stick with doing instrumental uh, synth composing. The instrumental is in the movie, and I think he had made some sort of deal where to be on the soundtrack, it had to be the version with his vocals. (laughs) So he, he got out of making soundtracks maybe sometime in the early 90s and decided to focus on uh, musicals. Mm. And he has a one-man show called uh, Borrowed Time that you can watch online. And right. so, It know, sounds like a bummer. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of singing, and it's basically him doing his life story. And he's sitting at the piano. He's like, I was just a boy. And then you see like, uh, these images of like the Terminator two poster, like fly behind him. It's, what? It's crazy, <laughs> crazy what? bad. Oh, and, I want to uh, see that so bad. Yeah. He's got a couple of other uh, musicals that he's written. 
And um, I think he should just, you know, stick with what he was good at. Yeah. This track, the Terminator soundtrack is great. They're amazing. So he did the score for this. And this Mm -hmm. is uh, (laughs) this part of the score is playing during the club scene. Yeah. Um, it's playing. It's playing like throughout the movie. Okay. Um, and it's definitely playing the first murder you see, Cherry Dandridge with the um, Lady of the Night, who's like in front of the window for all to see, and it's like, whoa, you're watching. <laughs> and then Lady Fingers closes oh, yeah. the blinds. Oh, yeah. That's a pretty good when he has like the vampire fingers. It's just the ladies' fingers. It's just ladies' fingers. That's terrifying. Yeah. Women's fingers some, terrifying. Uh, some other things that happened in 1985 that may be of note. All right. 1985 was the year that uh, Michael Jackson bought uh, all the Beatles music yeah. <laughs> for $47 million. And uh, this was also the year of Live Aid. And this, <laughs> this was the year that Bob Dylan attempted to sing a verse on We Are the World. <laughs> Uh, that, yeah. that Quincy Jones was producing. Yeah. And there's, uh, there's clips of it that we've watched online and... <laughs> Man, like Bob Dylan trying to lay down that verse. Yeah. You know, he kind of goes and then Quincy's like, wow. <laughs> wow. What a uh, what a performance. Yeah, you can uh, do it, man. Well, man. Come on. We'll, we'll just do a bunch. We'll, we'll work it out. We'll put something together. And uh, it's a just complete train wreck. It's like Stevie Wonder. He can't and sing Quincy on anyone Jones. else's songs except his own. Yeah. Like Quincy Jones and Stevie Wonder are like, you got it, man. Come on. Give him a give him a shot. <laughs> like, you can't do it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this uh, this movie really pulled out all the stops. There's uh, there's been comic books, novels, uh, stage adaptations. There's been a video game. There's been a sequel and a remake. Have you guys watched mm-hmm. the remake? I have not. Mm-hmm. Colin Farrell was that 2011. 2011. Like I've seen part of it. It's Anton Yelchin as the main character mm-hmm. who I love. Yeah. Who I loved. It's, rest in peace. Rest in peace. I think David Tennant was. He's like a David Tennant magician in place of like the movie star. Mm like a chris angel type of i don't know i'll have to rewatch it but i mm-hmm. i remember thinking it was okay yeah it's not like the script you don't have too much to work with i would say but hopefully they got rid of just an hour and a half of like i don't believe you what are you talking about vampires those aren't real <laughs> let's, let's get to the race poltergeist is perfect because the wife goes honey we have ghosts Check it out. <laughs> he sees the ghost and is like, yeah, we got ghosts. Like, immediate on board, and then you can go off, you know, and we got do ghosts. the actual movie. We got ghosts. <laughs> ah, we got ghosts. Uh, we got ghosts. <laughs> uh, man, we are going to have to move on to rate and review. Yeah, we got to rate the sucker. So, uh, leading off, Chris, how many new next-door neighbors do you give this Ooh. out of 15? Give it uh, to us straight. Decimal points allowed. Dandriches. <laughs> How many Jerry's? <laughs> How many Jerry's? Jerry's. <laughs> How many have, you guys, Jerry's? have you guys ever met anybody named Jerry? Because I was thinking about yeah. it. I don't think I yes, have. Yes, but not spelled with a J, strangely enough. Plenty. Plenty. How? Okay, how many that aren't Spice Girls? <laughs> oh, well. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I know some not Jerry's. Really. Good, good, good people. Strong name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> give us a rating. <laughs> Oh boy. You know, there's some good songs on here. I will I will um, stand by the Evelyn Champagne King song. I will stand by the Jay Giles song uh, as the theme. I do like the the Friday night. <laughs> it's, it's sketchy. It's fun. What, what else do you want? The rest, I think, is um, runoff. Uh, I'm going to give <laughs> April Wine. I'll give that a, I'll give that a point. Um... I'm going to give this a 5.9 out of 15 Jerry's. All right. <laughs> Jerry's. Goodness. All right, Nikki, how do you feel about this soundtrack? 
Let's see. Next door neighbors, Jerry's. Yeah, we'll stick with Jerry's. <laughs> How many Jerry's? <laughs> Ten songs on the soundtrack. Gotta agree with Chris. Uh, the Evelyn Champagne King song is really great. Newfound appreciation for April Wine a little bit. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the music that they were able to get together was uh, kind of like B or maybe C versions of what they their ideal soundtrack would have been, but they're probably limited by the budget, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. I did find the movie very entertaining, and I did find the soundtrack very entertaining, but it's not one that I would put on and listen to. I'm going to have to give this a 4.0. Mm-hmm. 4.0. Okay, I, I agree. Uh, Perfect with GPA. Why I, exactly. <laughs> it's not, it's not Going to of, college. It's not one of my favorite <laughs> Halloween films, but it's a film that I, I found enjoyable. And uh, I can, you know, it's a film I feel like you can make fun of it and still enjoy it. The soundtrack, shit, man. <laughs> I yeah, the Champagne King song is good. Zero to fifteen Jerry's. I really like the uh, the theme song for a Fright Night theme song. That's probably the best you're gonna get. Yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it a three point nine. Oh man. <laughs> All righty. Uh, All right. Well, before we go, we have one last thing to do, which is to recommend a song to the track listing Spotify playlist. One of our favorite rhyming songs. In honor of Fright Night, um, I can go first if you guys don't mind. Please. Take it away. Um, I don't have like a much of a story for this song other than it's a song I really like. And it's a song that I, I maintain is kind of a Halloween song um, from 1981. The band is Shriekback. I don't know if you guys know Shriekback. They're kind of most famous for a song called uh, Nemesis. Um, but this is earlier mm-hmm. on. It was the band members. I think there was one of the, somebody from Gang of Four and... Somebody from another band, but uh, the song is called My Spine is the Baseline. No guts, no blood, no brains at all. 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 Um, so Shriek Back is a British band, and I feel like this is 1981. It's a little bit kind of presaging like the sound of Happy Mondays or that like second Manchester explosion. But a uh, song I really like, kind of dance punky and spooky. I like that. It's a Shriek good pick. Back. I haven't heard that before. Yeah, Thank you. Who funky. wants to go next? Chris. I'll go. I've, uh, I've got a song from 1979 by a little band called Toto. Uh, so Toto. <laughs> Toto. Uh, <laughs> this is a song called Georgie Porgy. Oh. Let's hear a little bit of that. It's not your situation. I just need contemplation. Oh, I'm not so systematic. It's just that I'm an addict. Formula. Nothing will I want to hold you. I never ever should have told you. Oh man, yeah, great track. Ah, love that song. Um, I think I may have said this on the uh, the podcast before, but um, Cheryl Lynn comes on uh, towards that, and she sings some of the backup vocals for it. 
Yeah. And uh, she gets really like, like towards the end. <laughs> I was listening to that song with my dad and he was like, she ruined it. <laughs> he was like, it was good up until they got, they got a little too, uh, too weird. But um, I was like, ah, 79. Come on. They were, they were trying some things, but I, I think there was one band on the soundtrack. Maybe it was white sister. That is, uh, categorized as uh, album oriented rock or AOR <laughs> and uh, which is always a term that I thought was <laughs> I don't know kind of silly or something but uh, Toto is definitely one of the bands that is like the poster child for that uh, classification yeah you got to listen to the whole album to really appreciate their genius exactly yeah. I think that what it was was um, uh, trying to take a band a rock band and maybe make them more commercialized. I think that was the idea behind that that uh, classification, but who knows? Yeah, I thought it was a marketing thing, kind of predating alternative rock, where it's like, okay, this isn't like uh, the song of the summer, and then you buy the album, and there's nothing else on it. It's like this is a band that we advertise that you gotta list, you gotta buy the whole thing. It's like a probably maybe an offshoot of like prog rock or something. There's no like right. three minute single. Well, that being said, this did uh, hit the. Hot Billboard 100 at 48 oh, back goodness. in 1979. So nice. congrats, Toto. All right, uh, Nikki, what do you got for us? What rhymes? What rhymes? I have got a track from Electric Light Orchestra's album El Dorado, which is a uh, their fourth studio album. And I think it was the first ELO album that I bought when I was pretty young, maybe in seventh or eighth grade. And always loved this track from the album. This is Laredo Tornado. some classic ELO there. I think that was the first album that Jeff Lynn did not play strings on, which he used to on some of their earlier albums. And they decided to like get a string orchestra together and actually make this concept album. And, uh, it's got that great cover of the wicked witch of the West's yeah. like green hands, <laughs> yeah. like on the red slippers. Ooh. Yeah. It's kind of a spooky cover. Yeah. <laughs> a little, little Friday. Yeah. Laredo tornado. Check out uh, that album. El Dorado. It's a great. Jam. I love ELO. One yeah. of my favorites. And I was the one who kept bringing up ELO during the game. Oh man. So, yeah. We don't talk about them enough. I tried to work them in, but I know that Chris would have got angry about the phonetic spelling. I would have, and I appreciate you. <laughs> well, thank you, Chris. That was a uh, fantastic... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> Halloween pick. Halloween pick. Trying to be spooky. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween, I everyone. think that uh, next week is my pick. I'm going to try to maybe keep the Halloween vibes rolling into November. Ooh, let's do it. Trick-or-treating is like kind of looking all right in New York. You still got people going to the delis and uh, little restaurants and stuff. You yeah. guys going trick-or-treating? You dressing up for Halloween? Uh, I'm no. dressing up, but I don't think I'm going trick-or-treating. I'm going to stay in. Just going to dress up in my own apartment, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Just like every Halloween, I think I'm going to not answer the door. <laughs> all right, well, thank you guys for listening to the Fright Night soundtrack with us. We hope you're all staying safe and have a happy Halloween. Ooh. Ooh.